wonderful, as I've already said, to be together. And um, as you'll remember, last week, we started to share with you the vision that we have together as a church. And it's, it's really great, you know, at the outset of the year to, to just go through this. It's a little bit different to, to how we usually present the Word of God. But it's really good to understand what our vision is. You know, life can be busy in church. Life can be busy generally. And sometimes, you know, we can, we can forget about what we're called to together to do um, in God's house. We do it anyway, right? Whether we know it or whether we don't, whether we read our welcome home book, whether we're familiar with the vision or not. Do you know what? What I love is that we're doing this anyway, irrespective of, you know, whether we've, uh, where's our little welcome home booklet? Whether we've read this welcome home booklet or not, you know, it's wonderful just to see our vision being outworked, you know, week in, week out, by your faithfulness, by your servant-heartedness, you know, and your commitment to, to build this church. But we thought at the outset of the year it would be really good, a really good opportunity to, um, to take time so that we can see the big picture together, so that we can be encouraged by what we're all involved in. And last week, we mentioned that there are three key words that we use within our vision, and these words really are at the heart of our church. These words being reach, renew, and release. And we use these words to point to key biblical values that are found in God's Word that we want to use our lives to fulfill, that we want to uh, use our, our church gathering to fulfill. And we, you know, these words are just like simple signposts. Reach, renew, and release are just simple signposts that point to biblical values that we all hold together. Brilliant. And last week we began by looking at the first word, which was reach. And we started off about our reach being towards one another. And we read from John 13. And it says this in verse 34. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that they are my disciples. We see that in the Gospels. We see how the early church took the words of Jesus and made sure that it was a reality in their lives. We see how the early church made that possible by fellowshipping with one another, not only in the temple, which for us today is like our church services, but also they fellowshiped with one another in their homes. And really that is at the heart of what this commandment is all about. It's about loving one another. And I love the fact that the, uh, Jesus says that when we love each other, the way that Jesus loves us, so the, it's high kind of stakes here that um, Jesus is calling us to, um, to live by. But when we really love one another the way that Jesus loves us, 
that others will look from outside and know that we're his disciples. And last week we talked about the many different ways within the life of our church that we have opportunities to reach to one another. Through our corporate gatherings on Sundays and maybe midweek, we've got opportunity to be together and fellowship with one another. We also looked at our involvement in helping to build our church family strong through being involved in teams. And then we also talked about just the importance that we've seen in our lives and which is why it's such a priority for us as a church as we build our church family together that we reach to one another through connect groups and fellowship in smaller groups so that we can really begin to um, know each other better. And we mentioned last week that if you consider kings your home, Really, from seeing personal ex- personally and experiencing our lives and how they flourished, our encouragement to you would be to just dive straight in and be involved within the life of the church. Be involved meeting one another, going up to somebody, giving them encouraging words, saying hi, finding out how their week is, coming together through prayer, you know, offering to share the burden with one another when you need it. Do you know, I was thinking last week and I forgot to share, but I was thinking like as a result of me having um, made some one wonderful friendships in the church since I've been here. Like when we had our children, um, naturally it was a bit of a shock, child number one, but equally each time we had a new addition, a new life added to our family, there's a juggle that goes around. We're learning to adapt. And do you know what was amazing was to have people in our church family saying, Faye, we're going to cook you some food and we're going to make you some food so you don't have to think about it. And it wasn't just to be, to me, we were doing that to one another as our families were growing, as our families were expanding and we knew the struggle. It was coming alongside and helping. And we see that outworked in our church in practical ways, um, you know, all the time. But coming together and just being really practical and loving one another, carrying one another's, one another's burdens. You know, there's times where you may be strong and another is weak. And you can come alongside and help that person in their weakness and be a support to them. And there'll be other times and other seasons where it will flip. And someone else will be the one that will strengthen you when you're feeling weak. And it's beautiful that God has grafted us into his family and for this dynamic to be a part of our lives. He wants our lives to be interconnected one to one another. And there's such power and such beauty in our lives fellowshipping with one another. So just really like, like Faye mentioned there, you know, Jesus' words in John 13, Jesus said, a new commandment I give you. So this was utmost priority when he was speaking this to the disciples. A new commandment I give to you, as I have loved you, love one another. And by loving one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. So there's something there, right? There's, a, there's, there's, there's something wonderful. When we give our lives to, to loving one another as, as Christ loves us, right? The world see it. The world are attracted to it. And as we reach towards one another, the outflow of that is that we 
begin to reach out into the world in which we live. Because the wonderful thing is, we're not just called to reach out towards one another. We have a high calling. We have such an amazing privilege to actually reach out into the world in which we live that surrounds us every day. You know, after this service, we're going to go out into a very real world that's full of pressures, full of many different issues that, that Jesus is calling us to step into. He's calling each and every one of us not to just reach towards one another, and there is great blessing in that to fellowship with one another, but also the exciting privilege that we have to carry out that great commission into our world. And, and that means for the vast majority of us, just being a light where we've been placed, it doesn't mean to go to the ends of the earth. Now, for some of us, God may call us to go to the ends of the earth. Who knows? And equally, that is a great commission. But for the vast majority of us here, God has placed us in situations to be a light, to, to minister His uh, good news, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right where we are. It's a privilege, right? Not for the few, but for the many. He calls us all. Listen to, the, listen to the words of Mark chapter 16, verse 15. You'll know them well, but they're the words of Jesus. And he, it says this, And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. He didn't say, Hide away, hold on until I return. Hide away. You know, don't. Don't bring too much notice or attention to me. I'm coming back, but just stay in the shadows. No, Jesus, after he had risen from the dead, said, now go. Announce the good news. Proclaim the gospel. Tell them that I've risen from the dead. Tell them that the goodness of God now is ready to be unpacked in their lives. He's put a go in all of our hearts. It comes natural. It's not unnatural. It's, it's a privilege that, that we all share together. And our reach could be to our neighbors. Do you know, I was talking to uh, two precious people in our, in our church family this morning, Keith and Melva. Where, Keith and Melva are down there somewhere. Where are you, Keith? Oh, down by there now. They moved. They were over there. Keith and Melva. Do you know, they've been in the church for, for 16 years, right? And... They were our neighbors in, in Cumbran. We moved in, in uh, when, when we were first married up into Hentless in Cumbran. And do you know what? The person that I saw every single day with a big, great smile on his face was Keith. He'd be walking his dog, right? And every time he would greet me, every time he would stop and talk, and he's just a great guy. And Melva. Uh, his wife, just a lovely, lovely man. And I remember one day just thinking, oh, it'd be, you know, Keith is an awesome guy. It'd be lovely just to maybe just to invite him to church. We had something on here. I invited them and they've been ever since. What a great couple. What a, what a, what a blessing. Honestly, 
right? And I know that's, that's the story of, of many. Their, their, their family, um, Jaden and Joel, their, their, their little boys, Jaden and Joel and Lex, their daughter, uh, Lex's children. They're, they're such a blessing as a family. But that was just a little invitation, nothing big, right? Um, but, but literally, as a result of that, just that little invitation to Keith and Melva, you know, they're in the family of God, and what a joy it is to see that happen. It could be that God calls you to reach to that person in your street. It could be a friend, a colleague. It could be a family member that you, that you get an opportunity. You're not going to go barging in there and trying to make things happen. Prayerfully, just ask the Holy Spirit to give you the opportunity, and He will. He really will. Do you know, I tell you something now right? One of the greatest, and I've said it over and over, one of the greatest joys of my life is to tell people who, about Jesus, about his love. It is the greatest joy. You know, if I'm ever going, th- going through a hard time in my head or something like that, I just think, all right, I'm going ch- to turn the tables on this. I just go and find somebody and tell them about Jesus. And suddenly the tables are turned, man. When you give, I tell you, you receive. So let's use our lives, right, in two ways. And that's really what what is encapsulated in this word reach. We're using our lives in two ways. We're using them to reach out to one another through fellowship, in, in the gatherings that we have together, whether it's on Sunday or whether it's in our connect group. But also, we're using our lives to reach out to the world in which in which we live. Amen. And you know, that looks different for everybody. Like Dave said, it could be a member. I mean, we've all been placed different places. We don't all live on the same street. That could be a good thing, actually, because we could wind each other up if we lived all on the same street. But there's not like a Christian street we live in. Think about it. We all live in different areas. We all have different spheres of influence. We all have different places we go to work. We go, and we, our lives look different. And that means that we've all got opportunities to reach people. Your life, where it is now, is strategically placed where it is because God knows there are people that you can reach that I may never get to speak to, that Dave may never, that somebody on, you know, three rows back from behind you may never get to reach. But I love the words of Isaiah where he says, here I am, Lord, send me, send me. And that's what we as the people of God want to be. We want to be messengers. That's what Jesus commands us to do. He commissions us to go out and to let people know about him. And he empowers us to do that. We're not doing it in our own strength. He empowers us to do it. And it's that confidence that we can have really as we speak to people, as we show kindness, as we display the love of the Lord, that it's him enabling us to do it. Um, just this um, just this past December, I went up to um, to visit somebody in hospital, and I didn't really know where I was going, so I was a bit unsure. But David kind of tried to help me as to where I needed to go. And as I was in the grounds of the hospital, a lady came out of her um, car and said, "Excuse me, do you know where this department is?" And I said, "Oh, actually, I don't because I'm not really familiar with things myself." I said, "Let's have a look." So she showed me a letter. She said, "I haven't got a clue where I'm going." I 
said, okay, let's try work this out together. So we carried on walking for a little while and then I saw a sign and I said, oh, look, I said, um, that looks like there's your department by there, just over to the right. She said, okay, thanks. And I expected her to go on with the, you know, the directions and begin walking and she just stayed there and I just stayed there. So I was like, would you like me to walk with you um, to this department? And she said, oh, that would be brilliant. So we went and followed the sign and we walked to this department and she said, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I'll just go and ask now, shall I? So I went in and they said, oh, actually, you've just got to go to this department, which is a few floors up. So they directed us. So we went in through a different area and I said, and she's like, I'm so nervous. I'm really stressed out. And I said, well, listen, I said, I'm here. Let me just help you. We'll get you to where you need to go. So um, thank the Lord for volunteers that stand, um, sit outside of the, um, the lifts in the hospital. Because when we got to the lifts in the hospital, there was a guy, where are you going? Now, even though somebody had just asked, told us where to go, it's surprising when you're feeling quite anxious and you don't know where you're going, you forget everything. So we're like, we're trying to get this to this department. So they said, right, up to level three, across past the restaurant, da, 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 da. Brilliant. So I said, come on, let's go on up. So we went on up. And the lady was really, really anxious. And I said, um, so we carried on going and we got to the department. And when we got to the department, the, um, the lady behind the reception desk said, oh, and gave the letter to the lady. And she said, you're two hours early for this appointment. And the lady said, I'm just so nervous about being here. She said, well, that's a long time to wait. Why don't you go to the restaurant? And I could see the panic on this lady's face. And I said, hey, I tell you what, I don't need to be anywhere really quickly. I said, shall we go and have a cup of tea together? Yes, please. I said, come on, we'll get to the restaurant, we'll have a cup of tea together, and then I'll make sure that you get back to the department. So um, anyway, um, we went and had a cup of tea together, and all the time I'm thinking, Lord, this is not an accident. And I don't know how to do this, but Lord, help me, because this lady, you know, I don't believe it's coincidental. She's been brought across my path. So we had a cup of tea, and we were chatting. And I just happened to say to her then, I said, do you know what? I really don't believe that it's an accident that we've met today. I said, I really believe that Jesus wants you to know that he loves you very much, so much so that he can see how you're feeling and he sent me to help you so you wouldn't feel overwhelmed. And we just began to chat and she began to um, you know, explain a bit of her story and everything. And I had the privilege in the canteen, in the restaurant, in the Royal Gwent Hospital to lead that lady to the Lord after we had talked. And I thought, Lord, thank you for what you do. And um, she still had a long time wait to left. So I went to, um, to, um, to visit who I was going to visit. And when I came back, she was still there waiting for me. I said, come on, let's go and take you now to um, your department where you need to go. And we exchanged numbers. And I've messaged to see how she's doing. But do you know what? The Lord is so interested in people. So whatever situations we find ourselves in, sometimes they may feel really bizarre. And you may feel really nervous. I was nervous when I was, I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, how am I going to do this now? But like you just step out and let him guide and lead and maybe bumbling. It may not be eloquent. It's, you know, but that's okay. God will do anything to reach out to people because that's how much he loves us. And we don't know the silent prayers that are being prayed.
We have no idea the things that are going on in people's lives where they're praying for a sign, where they're praying to know if God is real. Um, I read recently in Romans a scripture that really stood out to me. And we've heard it before, but I just want to encourage you with this um, today. And it says this, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? Sometimes it's in our weakness. Most of the time it's in our weakness that we go to reach out to people. But that's the, that's, we're his messengers, his ambassadors. He's not looking for our strength. He's just looking for our obedience to go out and share with others about him. Amen. You know, I, uh, over the years, I've been so encouraged by my brother-in-law and uh, sister-in-law, Dave and, Dave and Sarah. They um, own uh, a number of businesses, hair salons, and uh, Dave, Dave will often tell me, you know, he'd be there, you know, cutting somebody's hair, and uh, it'll just come up in conversation. It'll just bubble out of his heart to tell somebody about Jesus, and it'll be the most, ne- the, the Holy Spirit will, will just cause it to be the most natural conversation. It won't be forced, it won't be pressured, It'll just be the most natural conversation to have. And it's been amazing over the years to see how many people Dave has, has had input, and Sarah, Dave and Sarah have had input into just being messengers where they are. I love what Faye said, you know, we, we're all in different places. We're all in different, in, in, in different work backgrounds, but wherever we are, we can take opportunity just to tell people about the good news. When that opportunity comes, and it will, you know, sometimes it's a bit fright, frightening, it's a bit scary, and, you know, we, we don't always get it right, but that's okay. You know, the Lord will use us, and it is an incredible privilege to take the wonderful news of Jesus, and especially when there's an open heart, when somebody says, oh, do you know what? I've been, I've been waiting to hear this. I, I didn't realize that, that Jesus loved me, that Jesus was willing to forgive me. I've been carrying all. Just imagine you can be the ambassador for heaven to relieve somebody of 50 years of guilt, to relieve somebody of, 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 of a horrid fear or, or of a life of brokenness. You can be the one, the messenger, to release them into, into new life. It's a wonderful, wonderful privilege. And, you know, we always want our church family to, to really prioritize this. We'll never pressure it. We'll never, you know, we'll never force, force it. We don't have to. It's a privilege. It's a joy to share the good news the good news um, about Jesus in the life situations that we, we find ourselves in. But, you know, added to the fact that individually we all share about the good news of Jesus in the world in which we live, also corporately as a church, we, we're involved, you know, in reaching out to people who don't know Jesus um, on, on a weekly basis. We, we're out on the streets 
inviting people to church out on the streets, telling people about Jesus. We're also in prisons through our prison ministries over, over the years. You know, many, many thousands of people have been reached through our prison ministry. And it's always wonderful to, to chat with, with Stella Saunders about, about the work in the prisons, the people, the testimonies, just the, the miracles that God does in prisoners' lives, the, how, he, how He renews their life in that place of sometimes hopelessness, how, how life comes and, and, and forgiveness comes and the life of Christ comes in. So it's wonderful to see these, these aspects of our reach not only individually in the world in which we live, but also corporately together as we, as we work together in, in these various opportunities. We also work with uh, Good News for Everyone. Caroline Kinnear is, is working with Good News for Everyone. And again, this is an, inc an, incredi an incredible ministry that, that we have the privilege of supporting. I know Caroline um, just recently sent us an email. They've uh, got an opportunity coming up, going into Monmouth, Monmouth Private School, where they're going to be sharing with, you know, literally hundreds of young people about the good news of Jesus and putting a Bible in or a, or a copy of the New Testament in their hands. It's, it's wonderful. Good news for everyone goes into hotels, into the schools, into the hospitals, into various facilities just to put a Bible into the hands of people. And you know, many years ago, I remember how, how this began, how our partnership began with Good News for Everyone. Formerly, they were um, under the ministry of the Gideons. You, anybody heard of the Gideons? Well, one day, you know, it's amazing how God connects us with outside ministries to support them and to be blessed by them. I remember years ago, uh, Daniel, my son, coming home, and um, he had a little Bible in his hand. And it was, a, it was a Gideon's New Testament. And he said, Dad, he was so excited. He said, Dad, he said, the Gideons have come into into our school today and they've, they've given out all of these Bibles and they shared about the story of how it began. He said, do you know how it began, Dad? And I said, no, son, I don't. So he informed me it's an incredible, incredible story of how that ministry began. Um, and you can look at it online. It's wonderful. So, so I was really intrigued. I thought, wow, I wonder if we'd be able to get some Bibles from the Gideons. You know, Daniel kind of flicked that switch. So I went online and I was led to kind of their ministry page in America, but just didn't have any way of contacting them. So uh, kind of forgot about it. Well, the next, the next week, Glyn and Alan, who were representing the Gideons at the time in this region, knocked on the front door of the office and said, oh, we just wondered if we'd be able to talk to the pastor about you know, about our work within um, Southeast Wales, spreading the good news, taking Bibles into schools. Well, I knew immediately that the Holy Spirit was setting something up. These guys had, we, we'd never partnered with the Gideons. So, chatted with Glyn and Alan, we prayed together. And um, that, that day, that relationship 
was was forged. I'm telling you, it was forged in tears. I was just bawling like a baby because the, 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 the power of God joined me together with these two. Sadly, Alan has passed away recently, but, but you know, two wonderful, wonderful men of God and a relationship was forged and um, they told me of a need that they had. They needed to, they had no storage for, for their pallet loads of Bibles that they had. I said, well, we can help. We've got a warehouse where we can, we can look after those, those Bibles for you. So the, 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 you know, God just did something supernatural and it's continued ever since to be a fruitful partnership, to be, you know, an opportunity whereby we can join with them to, to, to support them and help them. And they, you know, can, can help us. You know, one, a couple of years ago, I was, I was uh, every year I go on a big Christmas ride with the, with the, with the bike club that I'm in. And uh, Glenn said to me, he said, how would you like 150 Bibles, New Testaments, with the the logo of your bike club stamped on the front of it i said glenn what a great idea i said i'll be able to give the boys a bible well do you know what Faye and i packed i think there was about i think i think we packed about 50 bibles i i packed them in my rucksack i'm serious it was heavy right and i took them out and usually they get me to do a little um, a little preach every year up on the mountain, and um, just to pray for them. And I always tell them about Jesus. And on this one occasion, they said, die. They called me die. Die. Come on. Give us a service. And we're up there on the mountain. All the little sheep are there, bleating. And uh, I said, okay, boys. I said, before the service today, I got a little special present for you. What is it, die? I said, "It's it's a little box of chocolates. And I pulled out all of these little Bibles that Faye and I had wrapped, and I, I gave them out. And I said, boys, I said, do you know what? This is, this is wonderful news. This is the Bible. And I said, read it. Oh, we will die. We'll read it. Every year I ask them, anybody need a new Bible? Have you worn out the one that I gave you a couple of years ago? No, no, we don't need another one, die. <laughs> but, but I've had men come up to me and say, Dave, we've still got that Bible you gave us. We've still got that Bible. And um, do you know, the testimony over and over again of the Gideons is that, you know, sometimes they give a Bible out and sometimes it may be 30 years on where somebody reaches for that Bible and receives Christ. It's wonderful seeds that this ministry, this ministry is planting. So it's wonderful to, to be able to, um, to, to, to be in partnership with that, with that organization as they reach out into this area and this region. Amen. And we support them financially on a monthly basis. And also from within our congregation, there are people from our congregation over the years that have been involved in going into the schools and helping out. Certainly that's how Caroline's involved with the work of Good News for Everyone. If it's something that you would like to get involved in, in helping, you know, you may have time in the day where you could go out and hand um, and do be a part of that ministry as well. Then we can, of course, join the dots 
lots with that with Caroline because it's wonderful to see um, the work that they're doing in spreading the gospel and, and giving Bibles out in our area. You know, another thing that's on the heart, our heart as a church is to reach the children and young people um, in our community and beyond. And we've got an amazing group of leaders within our church that faithfully give their time week in, week out, in season and out of season to bless and encourage and strengthen our young people both on a Friday and also on a Sunday as well. And on top of that, we've really been praying for doors of opportunity opportunity for us to be able to reach beyond our church walls and beyond our own sphere and how can we help um, get the message out to kids and young people that have never heard maybe of the name of Jesus other than it being a swear word and um, our, our, again the Lord divinely orchestrates opportunities and we prayerfully as a, um, as a leadership we're continually praying that the Lord would unite and join us with other people in the great work that they're doing and one such partnership that we've had the privilege of beginning to see um, happen and grow in strength is a partnership with Message Wales. Now Message Wales are a, a wonderful group that evangelize um, all across the area and they have doors of opportunity in many different spheres from the prisons to their work within the communities but at their heart as well is a passion to reach young people for Jesus. We've had the privilege of having them join our youth services and for our youth to be involved in some of the youth events that they've taken place in different areas coming together with other church groups but we really love how the Lord has graced them and given them doors of opportunity into local schools in our area we're talking our area and listening to them talk about how the um, the message that they're able to share the gospel that they're able to share um just recently they've been doing a no knives tour and like they've been working in partnership with the police and other organizations and delivering the word of God and bringing testimony and evangelizing and talking about the realness of situations our young people find ourselves in with knife crime and it's amazing to see the influence that they have got and the opportunities and so as a church as we've looked to reach out and see how how we can help get behind other ministries as well to help them and support them and the doors that we've um, that they that have opened to them. We are supporting the work of Message Wales, and we're really excited because we have Matt, um, who's like the coordinator for um, for Wales. He's actually coming to minister to us as a church on the first Sunday in February. So we're going to get to hear all about their work and what they've been involved in. We know that will be a real, real blessing to yourselves as it has been to us as we've journeyed with them and are extending our and just joining in partnership with them to reach and evangelize to people. 
On top of that, we've really, like I said, in terms of reaching out to people, our heart to reach children and beyond, we've been so blessed to have a partnership in, as a church over the last number of years with Samaritan's Purse and, and the work of Operation Christmas Child. And honestly, we have been delighted to see how your hearts to bless people and children and other nations have been so moved as you've brought in um, the gift, the boxes for us to give to them, which are being distributed into nations across our globe, and also faithfully giving as well online. Honestly, it's a privilege to be able as a church to, to be looking for ways that we can reach out, and we're so encouraged to hear the stories that come back of children's lives being touched as a result of the gifts that they've received and also the the fact that doors open up to them to be invited to hear more about Jesus and to see their lives transformed through the message of um, of Jesus in their locality and in their communities and in their villages so it's a privilege for us as a church to have joined and be partners with Samaritan's Purse through their Operation Christmas Child um, project. Fabulous. Do you know, our, our work is, is not just, you know, just to, to speak and to, to share the goodness um, of, of this good news to, to others, but we also have, you know, practical ways in which we we reach out and all of you I'm sure are aware of our work within Jesus Cares and really that's it's it's an incredible work really um, what we do together what we're involved together it really is a practical expression of God's love through our church into our communities it's quite amazing you know started almost just like a, a small tender seed that was planted and it's grown over the last 16 years to be so fruitful and so effective it truly is a work of God it truly is you know um, it truly is it truly has been favored by by God's blessing and by God's life over the last 16 years listen to this as a church we have given out over 345,000 food hampers throughout. It's amazing. Isn't it amazing? Right? We've given out over 345,000 food hampers across southeast Wales. Through this church, we often say it, through this church on Lower Dock Street. Okay? Um, we meet. We glorify God, we praise his name, and also he gives us the joy of being a practical expression of his love into our communities. And those hampers have gone right across our region and on every item of food, there's a little sticker, Jesus cares, amen. It's a, it's a way of glorifying his name. It's a way of lifting him up. It's, it's a way and a means of just bringing light and hope and blessing in a practical way. You know, we couldn't have thought of it. We, we didn't think of it. 
you know, but, but God initiated it by His Spirit, and it's grown to be something wonderful. We, wor- we work with over 200 social care agencies. So we, we make the hampers, we put them together, and then we put them into the hands of uh, managers and people who have an expertise to assess need correctly within the community. So these, these hampers, they're not just thrown off the back of a van. There's, God has given us wisdom to set up partnerships that, that are throughout the region. And, and, and we work with all of the big ones and all of the small ones, from the social services to community centers, you know, through to uh, refugee centers, through, through to, you know, uh, working with midwives into schools, the, the amount of schools that we're working with now. Um, and, and families that we're meeting. I mean, it goes on and on and on. We, we have, God has given us great influence. And uh, we haven't sought it. But it's a calling and a mandate that we have as God's people. It's, it's our mandate. He's given us a reaching heart, you see, as, as his people. He's chosen us to do this work. And it really is really is precious. Over, over the last 16 years, we've had 1,250 volunteers that have put their hand to this work to do a good work for God. And, and literally tens of thousands, 150,000 volunteer hours where people have worked, where people have served, given up their, their time and their life just to bless and benefit other people. Do you know, when I, when I think about it, I really do believe that it's fulfillment to the words that Jesus once said. He who is faithful in small things will be master of much. You know, Faye could tell you about how, maybe, maybe you should mention just quickly as you, as you uh, go on to, you know, how, how it began just, you know, like it, it was a few a few tins at first in a shopping trolley at the back of this hall and um, you know it was it was taken and treasured and and faithfully looked after and God did it yeah he did and as a church it's amazing when we um, started Jesus Cares with food provision like Dave said there was a trolley in the back of the hall and we invited everybody just to come along and bring some tins and whatever food um, non-perishable food on a weekly basis and do you know what we had a great team of people um, that I, we would like right this is what we're going to do church who'd like to be involved and we had a tiny bedroom just by the side of the church and we would gather every week and we'd literally have a little table and we'd have a shopping trolley full there were about eight of us and we'd line up all of our tins of potatoes and we'd line it all out and we'd give maybe about eight hampers out every month and you know what we were so we were so blessed in giving out eight hampers we would be scurrying around looking for boxes I'll bring my empty printer box you know and I'll bring this and we just it was a joy to be able to do it and and previously the Lord had used us in giving out um Christmas presents and and the Lord had opened up a door for us that following year to um give out presents and um 
it's amazing, like that year, we invited some of the organizations we'd worked with to just um, let us know if there were children that didn't um, have any gifts. And I said to Dave, do you think we should ask them if there's any people that um, may need food at Christmas? Because if they haven't got gifts, maybe they're going to need food. And Dave said, yeah, go on, do it. So that we just mentioned to the organizations if they knew anybody that might need food, then um, to kind of let us know. And um, it was coming up to the November, and Dave said to me, have we got any food for these hampers? And like literally, we were getting enough food to do about eight hampers a month, but I was like, no. And he said, well, have we had many requests through? And I'm like, yes, yes, 500 names have been given to us, but I had just had a Sienna, our third baby, so I was just like really quite busy, three children under the age of three, and like it just slipped my mind, and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And Dave's like, that's okay, we haven't got any money, Faye, to be able to buy all the um, food for the stuff. And I was like, right, okay. So, well, let's just pray about it. Dave had gone to a prayer meeting that night and we were praying. And I was at home, I just got the, um, the littlest to bed and I was like, oh dear Lord, I have messed up. I have messed up big time here. We've now got 500 names and we've got no food. And I'm like, oh Lord, please help, please do something. I'm so sorry I've messed up here. And literally the next day, I was out in the car with the children um, and I was about to meet a friend and I had a phone call from um, his church charity who we partner with now and we'd worked with them once maybe about nine months prior to that and they had given us some food for our hampers and they rang up and they said hi Faye I was like oh, hi second conversation maybe I've ever had with them they said are you doing any um, hampers for Christmas I said yeah yeah we are they said well we'd like to give you the food for all of your hampers and I just went ah I said, yeah, but you don't realize. I said, it's like 500 hampers. And they said, that's fine. They said, we'll supply it all. I was like, no way. And I was like, ah, like that. And I got off the phone. I was screaming my head off, super excited. And then after that, I, and about an hour later, they said to me, Faye, if we can get an articulated lorry full of food to you, can you get it out? And I was like, Oh, I'm going to need to check on this because we're working on a tiny desk in a little bedroom and all of a sudden they're talking about an articulated lorry of food and I was like, this is way beyond where I can say yes or no on. So anyway, um, I, 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 um, I asked, I said, what should I say? And it was just like, just say yes. I was like, oh God. I said, yes, we'd love to receive an articulated lorry of food. And honestly, from there, it just has exploded it's exploded. The Lord has brought people along our path to help us. And over the years, um, he's, um, he's just given us great influence within the city um, and beyond, really, with the work of Jesus. Because we never, we were super excited with do, doing eight hampers a month. We never, ever thought of anything like this. But the Lord has, has had other plans and has decided to bless um, the work of our hands and we've been given great influence and favor with our local government, our council. We've had many um, MPs come to visit the work of Jesus Cares. The work's been mentioned in Parliament. We've had local newspapers cover the work 
music. We've even had television cameras in the early days. Was it ITV come to kind of film us? We've been involved in like um, in, in, in a documentary for the BBC around poverty in um, the area. We've um, yeah, we've met with royalty, um, and also, I don't even know how this happened. To, to this day, I don't know. Somebody nominated me for an award from the Prime Minister, and I actually went up to number 10 Downing Street and met David Cameron. Don't even know to this day how that anybody ever um, found out about what we did, but it's just amazing how the Lord has just like breathed on on the work of Jesus cares and I just love hearing the stories of like sometimes we do things and we don't know if our imp uh, what we're doing is having any impact but honestly it's not for us to know it's just for us to be faithful in doing stuff and touching people and it's always so humbling encouraging when we hear stories just like hearing people saying that children are saying I wonder what Jesus is going to feed us today you know, we never know what that sticker might do to soften the heart of somebody so that the Lord might then send another laborer across the path to share about Jesus. And they say, hey, guess what? Jesus cares has fed me. We have no idea the impact and influence that that has. There's a scripture, and I really do believe that this is, is key, you know, in everything that we're talking about in the Old Testament where it says, do not despise the day of small things. Do you know God watches? God watches our attitude in the day of small things. And um, when we don't despise the small duties that God gives us, when we don't despise the size of the seed that he places in our hand, but we plant it, do you know what? great things begin. They really do. I was just thinking when Faye was talking, you know, maybe maybe five years before Jesus Cares even began, before we even knew about it, one Christmas, Dale and myself, we, we just had an idea to go out to Asda and buy a hundred boxes of mince pies. Remember, Dale? We, we, right, we had this, we had this idea, we're going to buy a hundred boxes of mince pies and we're going to go and we're going to go armed to Somerton because we had, we were, we were working with, with some young people and families up there. We're going to go armed with, with our mince pies and instead of giving them a tract, right, we're going to say we're from the King's Church. We were like Laurel Donardi, me and Dale, right? And knocked on the doors, excuse me, we're from the King's Church and we'd like to wish you Merry Christmas and, gave, and give you a, a box of mince pies. Do you know what? Honestly now, Dale, people were blown away. People, now, they didn't come to church, right? But you know, they were so grateful. Why? Because people don't get given gifts. People are unused to unusual kindness. Even a box, you'd be amazed at what a box of mince pies can do. It was a day of small things like that and like other, other many other things that, that we've treasured and just taken faithfully to the Lord and all of us together that the Lord has blessed and led us to where we are 
you know. I know Lynn, on numerous occasions, we've, we've been working on um, applications uh, to put together for funders. And these, these things take months and months and months to work on. And sometimes the Lord, and Lynn has just not even known it. She's come and given Faye a prophetic word that's been so on the button, on point. It's been unbelievable. Honestly, it's been God. It's been God. And God has worked out his word. I say that because, you see, it's not just this this. What we do in Jesus Cares and what we do all together, it's, it's not just the work of one or two people. This is all of us as a body. It really is. Like I said last week, you know, every single one of us are precious and special. Like, just like those members of the body all working towards the strength of the whole. Right? So are we. There is no one person in this place that is more important than another. We are all special. We are all unique. We all have a part. We have all been chosen by King Jesus to be here, to be his body. So all of us, all of us have a part in, in, this, um, in this work. And as a, as a church, you know, I think it's clear to see that we have a reaching heart. We have a reaching, we don't always get it right. We're certainly far from perfect, but you know at our core, we love Jesus, don't we? And we want to reach the world in which we live. Sometimes we're intimidated by the questions that come and the situations we find ourselves, but at our core, we want to get it right and we want to reach out. And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful characteristic to have. Amen. really is. Yeah, and just to encourage you, like, there's things that as a church that we do, but what's in your heart to reach people as well? And um, we want to see your ideas and your heart because God's placed different things in our hearts. We've got different skill sets and different journeys, and he wants to see that expression. Um, you know, just before Christmas, we had St. Willis contact us, the hospital, and asked about us coming to do some carol singing. And I was like, Dave, I'm like, the harvest is coming to us as a church and asking us to minister to them. And we took our connect group up and had a great time singing in the wards there and Lorraine took some people up as well and you know those two two different instances look completely different we were in the corridors there were a number of us singing for Lorraine and the people that went up they had four people that went so they had an opportunity to actually sit by each person's bed holding their hands with the carol sheets and they sang individually and honestly listening to Lorraine and Anne talk Talking about that afterwards they're like do you know Faye we love doing that we want to do more of that you know there may you may have a heart for older people reaching out into nursing homes or into um into like the hospitals it could be like the prisons it could be um like with giving bibles out in schools like through good news for everyone even Anne and Lorraine and I'm really excited to see where this goes but we chatted this week and they'd really love to set up a coffee morning 
in our church that's available for everyone in our church to go to, but also to reach out beyond our church. And if there's people in our community that have got time on a Monday and they've got nothing to do and they'd like to have a cup of tea and some cake and a time of just chatting, we're going to reach, open the doors and say, come along. I'm so excited to hear the conversations and people's heart to reach. And we would encourage you, you know, has God got something on your heart to reach people? Well, it's not small and insignificant. It's not that, oh, that's not big enough. God could never use it. No, God's placed it in your heart. And now it's the time to treasure that and pray and see how the Lord can work that through. And it could be a few of you doing something, you know, come and see us and we can see how we can get behind. It's about God using us all as members of his body and using us to reach out to the people within our community and beyond. In 1 Corinthians 9, the Apostle Paul says these words. Verse 19 through to verse 23, he says, Even though I'm a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share in their weaknesses. For I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessing. What a wonderful attitude and an example to follow using all means available to us to reach out to the world in which we live. And that's what we, that's what we are trying to do together, week in, week out, in all of the different ministries that, that are, are working from this church or other ministries that we are associated with. We want to use all means available to reach out to the world in which we live so that men and women might know, boys and girls, young and old, might know the saving power, the same saving power that has saved us in that life of Jesus Christ that we have. We want others to know it, don't we? We really, really do. We want to use all means available. Just as we come to a close this morning, you know, I remember reading a story about a lady and, and it so, so encouraged me and reminded me really of, of Paul's words here in 1 Corinthians 9. And this lady was 80 years of age and she was blind. I've told the story once, once or twice before over the years. This lady was a blind lady, 80 years of age. And she said to the Lord one day, Lord, I've been serving you long enough now. I believe I've done all of my work. Please take me home. My time has come. Come on, Lord, take me home. And the Holy Spirit gently whispered into her heart. And he said, no, you're not coming home yet. I've got more work for you to do. Now, in the lady's mind, she thinks, I'm 80 years of age. I've served the Lord all my life. It's time to leave. It's time to check out. The Lord gently said, no, no, there's more work that I want to do through you. So she thought on that a number of days later, 
A little thought came into her heart. It must have been the Holy Spirit. She reached for her Braille phone directory, opened it up, and started to move through that Braille phone directory systematically. Starting with all the names at A, she began to go down the list and phone people page after page. And over the next nine years of her life, she, she, uh, she, she, she was able to lead, she was able to lead over 13,000 people to Christ on the phone. She used all means available to her so that some might receive Christ. You see, there's so many different ways in which we can use our lives. It's wonderful to see all of the ways that we're using to reach out towards others with the love of God and the good news of the gospel, whether it's through our words or whether it's through what we do. It's wonderful, but there's more means available to us. And like Faye said, what is in your heart? There may be, there may be something that's burning in your heart. I love how, how Steve and Mike have, have just really forged ahead again with Alpha. Just using all means available to reach out and the team that they have. And also Steve came to us and with Mike as well. Just to start a parenting class. We've, you know, the expertise that, that's in this room this morning and beyond it is, is amazing. And over the weeks... And the months and the years to come, as you plant your life and root your life in this house, I really do believe that there's going to be inspired new ideas to reach out to others who don't know Jesus, and they're going to be greatly effective for the gospel. Do you believe that? But just, just prayerfully consider that. Prayerfully consider, you know, how the Lord wants you to serve. It may be just to continue in going about your day every day, winning people to Christ. I'm so encouraged by my mother. I tell you, so encouraged. Every day she goes to the gym with one desire to reach people for Christ. And she's got the joy of sharing the gospel. And week after week, tens of people every week leading them to Christ. What a way to live! What a joyful life. That's how I want to live. That's how, and I know that's how you want to live. Let's, let's renew our commitment today as we go from this place to reach people for Jesus. Don't be pressured by it. Don't be burdened. Just quietly say, Lord, use me. Send me. And he will answer that prayer. That's his favorite prayer. To hear from our hearts. Lord, I want to I win a lost person. I tell you, you'll never ever get the Lord answering a prayer like that by saying, no, not interested. You've got his full attention. When you say, Lord, use me as a laborer in the harvest, you have got the full power of the Holy Spirit and the aid of the Holy Spirit to reach people, you've got heaven's attention. If you will say, Lord, use me as a laborer, please, you have got all of heaven's resources and all of heaven's aid to make that happen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. We're just going to 
Uh, we're going to close um, right now. But, you know, we spoke last week and spoke this week too. And uh, this, you know, it might still be quite new, you, new to you. You know, you, you might have just been attending the church recently. And uh, you're still wondering about those next steps that you can take as to being involved within the life of this church. We want to we wanna help you in that. Stay in prayer. Prayerfully consider. But, you know, if, if, you, if your heart is to really root down and plant your life into this church and work and serve in all of the different areas, you know, we want to help you in that. There's, I know there's uh, little yellow cards on your seats if you want to fill those out today and, and you want one of the team to contact you, one of us to contact you. We certainly will. Because we want to help you and serve you in whatever way we can for your life to be fruitful in this, this place. Or you might want to check out the guys or chat with the guys at, at the welcome team at the end of the service today. Again, we can start a conversation and who knows, serious, right? This is, what, this is the exciting bit. Who knows where just one little conversation will end? Really? It could be the birthing of a new ministry through your life. It could be you being really joined in, into friendships and relationships with others that are gonna, that's going to so enrich you. And your life is going to be an enrichment to them. It, 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 just one conversation can mean so many wonderful things for you and I. So, you know, check it out. And uh, we would love you to be involved, whether it's within the work of our, of our church as we serve to, you know, with one another, or whether it's within our connect groups. We'd love you to be a part, a part of that. I'm going to pray right now, just before Mike and the team come. Are you ready to praise God? Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you that... You have chosen us to, to be together. You've chosen us to be your, your family. You've chosen us to be a city on a hill, a light that expels the darkness, a place of life and hope, a place of restoration, a place where, where your people exude your glory, the glorious life of Christ. Lord, our hearts is that we want to be those good and faithful servants that you call us to be. Lord, that you would help us with all of our lives to, to flourish in this place, whether it's through our work, whether it's through our fellowship with one another, whether it's through our service together. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to help us and strengthen us in that. But Lord, as we've spoken this morning, we realize, we realize, Lord, that you've called us with a wonderful privilege to reach out to people that don't yet know you. Lord, their lives are in darkness. They are where we were once, where their lives are dead in sin. Lord, send us. Use us. We pray, Lord, I pray that fresh opportunities, that new openings, 
would come for all of our lives. Holy Spirit, as we speak to people, as we, as we rub shoulders with people, wherever we are in life, I pray that we would recognize the opportunities that you set up before us and we would just simply talk about your love, your goodness, your forgiveness, and we would pray with people so that they might receive you into their hearts. Lord, we ask this in, in your name. And all God's people said, Amen.